Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV, and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hey everyone, how are you? I just got back from Fashion Week late last night. I was going to do two shows yesterday, but woke up yesterday morning just like so exhausted from running around for five days and was like, you know what? It's really time to get home. So I'm so sorry to the two shows that I missed. I missed Love Shack Fancy and the Concept Korea show, which sounded really awesome. Just felt like my boys were calling. My energy had shifted. I felt like I had accomplished what I needed to. And so I just made the move. But I decided to go to Fashion Week this year just because I was in the mood to do something fun for myself. I wanted a little change of scenery. I felt like some independence. I wanted it to be worthwhile. So I wanted to go somewhere where I could mix and work as well. And it just turned out that the timing worked out and I was free and there were shows that I was interested in seeing and people that I really wanted to connect with. And I also knew that it was good for me business-wise, just good to get out there and get dressed and show my sense of style and just show the world a little bit more of what I'm up to besides just what I do here, especially not having the platform of TV, being able to put myself out there and really express myself through my creativity, which has always been through my fashion. So all of these things just aligned and it was amazing. It was everything that I could have asked for and more. It wasn't a hard decision for me to make the trip for myself. I never do this. And I just felt something in my heart pulling me. I felt like I needed to have some time on my own to just think straight and do whatever it was that I wanted to do in the moment that I wanted to do it and be my own first priority. And I think that that's okay because it turns out that I needed to feel that feeling in order to come home and be grateful for what I have here. It was just so awesome. And I think that it may be something that I do like 
biannually. Like I love it so much. This, this should be something that I connect to two times a year because it's not that much time away. And it isn't something that I should feel guilty for. Like it wasn't like I was just out partying with friends. I was just most excited for the energy of getting dressed up and going to see the actual creations and the presentation. So I guess I would say personally, I was most excited just for the independence to be on my own and to own that confidence and to own the decisions that I was making, like even as as small as cutting my hair. I was talking to Timmy about doing it before I left and I had been wanting to do something for a little while. I was just feeling really, really bogged down by my hair. And I went to New York and I had my first glam sesh and I was just like, you know what? Let's just do it. Like Whitney, tune into you, tune into what you want, not to what anybody else wants. And so I just did it. And even just like small decisions like that were really big for me to realize that I can make decisions for myself. I think professionally, it was just great for me to put myself out there, put myself in the fashion space and show people that I still am a lover of fashion, that there is still so much drive there. And it's hard for me sometimes in LA, like I'm such a homebody and I work from home. And so much of what I do is just like creating from home. And so New York just really created that stage for me to show who I am in a visual way. I didn't really have anticipatory anxiety, honestly. Like I was so excited to get there. You know, moms, like when you get on the plane and you're by yourself, like before you leave a little bit, maybe like the night before I was like, okay, Timmy, like I'm getting a little bit sad. I'm going to miss you. And then as soon as I got on the plane that day, I was like, oh my God, yes. Like I can chill. I can email. I can drink a glass of wine. I can write down a to-do list of what I want to get done. I can actually like write down some creative thoughts I'm thinking. Like it was just really, really and opening for me. There is a lot of prep that goes into the shows. First, I looked at the fashion week schedule and took a look at what I wanted to go to. And then I reach out to my contacts who I know at the different fashion houses and I formulate my schedule. And for me, like, I'll be honest, I don't get to go to every show I want to or even close to it. The fashion industry can still be kind of exclusive when it comes to who they let into their show. And, you know, one, I don't have a publicist working for me, helping me book the show. So unless I have a direct in or by chance the designer sees my direct message, I'm probably not going to get an invitation to the show. So that's always been something a little bit confusing for me. Like, how do I get in? You can't always just wait for the invites. And I'm like down to work for it, but I don't always know exactly the way. So that's me being like a little bit vulnerable there. I've never really like said that out loud, but that's really my way of thinking. Then try to formulate a calendar. And there are certain shows where there's collections I really, really want to wear. So I start collecting lookbooks and I've been working with this new stylist. And her name is Marina Didovich, this amazing stylist that I found in Australia. Not sure if I mentioned her on a previous podcast, but I started following her on Instagram. I thought that she was just like an awesome lady with amazing style. And turns out she's a stylist. And I'm all about trying to find people from all over the world that can make interesting 
outfits that aren't just like LA style, you know, like LA has such a style and it's not really my vibe. And I feel like I can get kind of sucked into it. And so I really wanted to have an outside perspective and I've always loved Australian style and felt like it, it, it captured my essence a bit too. So anyways, I just like randomly DM'd her and we decided to work together. And so she started pulling for me and pulled a lot of Australian designers and had them sent to an assistant here. Unfortunately, awful, awful story. Half of them were stolen out of Annie's car, which was an insane, insane, insane bummer. So major shout out to those brands that stuff went missing. I am so, 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 so sorry, but I will make it up to you. But that's also a little bit of the behind the scenes. Like it's Never had something like that happen before, honestly. Felt so, so terrible. And then half of what I was supposed to wear to fashion week just didn't show up. So that was kind of a pain in the ass. But I'll have a fitting with just like random stuff that I want to wear that Marina's fit for me that is really reflective of my style. And then the other stuff that the designer send to me that I want to wear. So it's really a mix of that. Just felt so amazing to be back there. The energy that I get when I'm there is just like intoxicating. The cold doesn't bother me. I can wake up immediately, like get right into it, work all day, go for drinks, go out to dinner. I feel like maybe because I know that there's an end to it, you know, it's like a five days in and out kind of thing that it gives me that motivation. I just love it. Like, I wonder if I could actually live there and deal with that energy all the time because I did it when I was young and I could handle it. But again, like I said, I was young. I didn't have kids. But being there by myself and staying in a hotel by myself was also very fueling. Shout out to the addition for being such a wonderful home for me. The addition in Madison Square Park is so beautiful, so peaceful, so calming. Majorly appreciate my, my stay there. And it just felt so good to like plug into my Netflix. I got to watch a little bit of the new season of Love Island, like with a little bit of my spare time off. If anybody's traveling alone and has a lot of stuff like me, highly recommend asking for a hanging rack and a steamer and hangers in advance. That was definitely something that I did that was hugely helpful. Also, I packed everything on hangers already. So that made unpacking really, really easy, just like on those skinny velvet hangers from the container store. And now a word from our sponsor. What's your love language? Is it physical touch? How about time together with your partner? People get turned on in all sorts of ways. Dipsy has invented a whole new love language with sexy stories for whatever mood you're in. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. I loved using it while I was in New York, honestly, soaking up all the me time that I possibly could. They also have soothing sleep stories and they have something called wellness sessions and sexy stories that you can actually read. Let 
Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash with wit. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P S-E-A stories.com slash with wit dipsy stories.com slash with wit. You know, you know, true skincare junkie right here. I cannot and will not ever get enough. I will always be excited about it and take care of my skin forever and ever. It's so important to me. 90% of traditional skincare goes to waste. Not sure if you know that, but the ingredients are wiped or sweated off before they achieve anything. Droplet addresses this core challenge in dermatology. The breakthrough patented micro infuser is a handheld device that transforms serums into thousands of tiny high velocity micro mist that have absorb into the skin 20 times deeper than topicals, where the ingredients can actually do some good. It feels like a mist, but offers an injectable alternative without needles, pain, or recovery time. It is the ultimate self-care experiments from the comfort of your home. The device works with formulation capsules like an espresso, so you can use it to infuse the treatments that are right for you into, not just onto your skin. This system pairs their latest device model with the Droplet mobile app to unleash the most powerful, deeply penetrating results and lets you personalize your skincare routine with targeted treatment nodes. For a limited time, listeners can get 50% off your droplet device at droplet.io and use code with wit. That's D-R-O-P-L-E-T-T-E dot I-O code with wit. All right. And now back to my New York diary. I haven't really been out and about as much as I was this past time and seeing so many people that I hadn't seen in a while. And especially in a quote, intimidating environment such as the fashion world in New York, like it can be like that. Like I know everyone thinks that the fashion industry like tries to be inclusive and is a very inclusive place. It's still really not like there are the fashion crowds and there is the in crowd and there are the people that are not wanted at the shows. And it's very managed by marketers and publicists and whatnot. So There's always a little bit of anxiety with that going into it, thinking about me being from a reality TV show and people looking at me as just like this person from reality TV being there, as opposed to me being like a lover of fashion being there and someone that's like tried to make a name for herself in fashion. But I have really honestly worked through that a lot, really through like talking it out on here and just through personal work that I've done on my own in the past couple of years in terms of imposter syndrome and thinking things have been handed to me because of what I did, not because of who I was. I've realized that, yes, part of that is true, but those aspects can happen in anyone's life. So I've absorbed that and also realized that I've continued to work really, really, really hard and have 
establish somewhat of a name. So I should walk into those doors with my head held high. And also like, who cares what anybody else thinks? I'm not there for anybody else but myself. So I just kept on telling myself. And I think that that allowed me to have an open mind going into it. And I think the people then saw that from me and were like really open and eager and personable. I had a really, really easy, nice time connecting with people. And I think that New York really actually surprised me this time because it gets a bad rap for having a bad attitude and everybody being just so like grumpy in their own zone. Don't get in my way. I'm on a mission. But like this time around, I really felt like it opened up its arms to me and everyone in it was just like trying to make things work. So that felt really, really, really warm and cozy and fuzzy. The glam getting ready process was really, really, really fun this time around. I am a last minute sort of planner. So I like hadn't booked hair or makeup for any of the shows. And I didn't know if I wanted to do it myself and would do like more undone, less glam, LA girl, more like cool New York girl. But when it really came down to it, I thought that my looks were so special that really to complete the look, I needed help from an actual artist. So I always use Rosie. Her Instagram is at Rosabelle hair. She's my New York hair girl, the best. She just like gets my style, gets how to work with my texture, really with anyone's texture. She's Latina and has like really curly hair and she she just, she knows what to do and she uses the best products and she cuts and she styles and she does it all. So anybody in New York, if you need a hair girl, definitely check her out. And the makeup artist that was with me, Isabel Rosado, I'm going to have them on the podcast just to talk through some of the beauty looks, but They were really like my two main glam girls and we just had the best time. Like I'm pretty easygoing when it comes to glam, except for how my skin looks. I'm always very much like happy to go with an eye or a lip, not both usually, but skin has to be like super light and dewy. I don't like a lot of powder underneath my eyes or a lot of concealer I've been really not loving individuals lately. And before I went to New York, I got them dyed and curled at Stark in Silver Lake. And they look so good that just when I put mascara on, I didn't need like any individual. So working with them was just super fun. We were able to like look at each look and then decide on a vibe. And I just trust them. I think it's so important to work with artists whose vision you trust so that you don't have to do as much of the thinking. Cause I want to pull together like what I'm wearing, but I don't always know how to pull together the hair and makeup. Okay. So now I think it would be fun to walk you through each day and show you what it kind of looks like. I got in late Thursday night. I then woke up at like 7.30, got hair and makeup and nails done. So I decided, like I said, to chop off my hair that morning. My stylist in Australia introduced me to this amazing hairstylist in New York. Her name is Freda. And so she came and chopped my hair off on Friday morning. I got the courage. I was really overwhelmed. I was like also getting my nails done. Shout out to Paintbox Nails. If you're in New York, definitely check them out. They do really good gel. And I got ready for the Kate Spade show, which was at the Whitney Museum of Art downtown, which I've never been to before. So I was so excited for that. And I love working with Kate Spade. I've worked with them a bunch before. And 
I just feel like they're so nostalgic. Like I said in my Instagram post, I just remember being like an early teenager. All I wanted was like the little Kate Spade bag that my sister saved up and got from her babysitting money. And they had the bright tray red and the green color. And yeah, it was just really, really nostalgic for me. But the presentation was so cute. It was like a lot of primary colors. Saw a lot of that actually this fashion week. A lot of like that bright Kelly green and corally red and that royal blue and butter yellow. Like really going back to, I don't know, this Americana vibe, I guess because we were at New York Fashion Week. It had those kinds of notes, but that was fun. It was really fun to be in Meatpacking District because that's like where I like existed in my city days. Like those are my memories. It was literally around the corner from Diane von Furstenberg. And I had a fitting at Alice and Olivia after my Kate Spade show. So I was walking to Alice and Olivia and I walked by DVF and I actually took a picture of it. It was just like such a surreal moment because we filmed so many scenes outside of, of DVF and meatpacking. Like me saying goodbye to Jay for the first time after my interview at DVF, me breaking up with Jay, like so many scenes with Olivia, just like so many moments in in the van outside with the producers, just like my mid-20s all coming back to me in that moment. It felt so good. And also walking around the city so much reminded me of just nonstop walking around whenever I had anything to do anywhere to be or nothing to do. I was always just walking around and I would miss my mom and dad. So I would call them and download them on the day and just walking around the city, you know, maybe nostalgic for those moments. So then I went to my Alice and Olivia fitting and that was great. Their team is also wonderful. I was choosing between more of like a sexy black dress and that royal blue outfit you saw. So went with the blue, thought it was like the most chic and and fit me the best. And then I went to Rebag, which another amazing company you guys need to use. You can buy and rent designer bags and just continually rotate them out. And it's just so awesome. They have the most beautiful inventory in their shop and Soho is so beautiful. So I got to go there and pick out a bunch of bags to style back with a bunch of my looks. And then I had the Syncacept presentation and didn't want to go alone with that. So I'm actually still best friends with our old talent producer, Jess Jones. She was the talent producer on the show and on the city. And we were always best, best, best friends. And whenever I come to New York, she's like one of the first people I want to see. And she just like holds it together for me. Like, Wit, don't forget this. Don't forget that. Like, we're going here. Like, we're getting picked up here. She's just a, such a producer, and she's so used to taking care of me in the city, and she takes on that role. So it felt really nice to be with her. All right, and now a little ad break. If you have a chaotic, constantly changing schedule, then Sakara is your answer. Sakara delivers ready-to-eat, plant-rich meals that help you look and feel your best, even during those weeks of back-to-back meetings and happy hours. Manage weight, ease bloat, and keep energy levels high with science-backed, nutritionally designed meals that you will actually look forward to eating. 
seriously, they're delicious. Oh, and you know, I'm the queen of snacks. They have a great snack selection too. Protein bars and granola for the morning that help with detox, beauty, energy, and focus. I have a bag next to my computer right now. So easy to snack on. I don't feel gross about it. Just like pop in throughout the day. My desk can like double as a pantry. It's amazing. Yours too? Okay, good. Well, Sakara delivers science-backed plant-rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their ready-to-eat meals are nutritionally designed to deliver results from weight management and ease bloat to boosted energy and clear skin. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash with wit or enter code with wit at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash with wit to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash with wit. Now back to the chat. Syncocept was beautiful. Like their collection is very ready to wear, very accessible, great collection just for elevated basics, beautiful leathers, beautiful velours, beautiful satins, really pretty gemstones on 23rd Street, West 23rd Street at the renovated Chelsea Hotel. And it was just really beautiful and so nice to see the designer. And then I like rushed back to my hotel to get ready for Colina Strada, which was awesome. That collection is very, very different. Like that was more of just like a straight up show. Definitely urge you guys if you haven't checked out her show or seen any of it on Instagram. I think the show was entitled like, please don't eat me. And so all the models were dressed up as different creatures. It looked like turtles, cats, dogs, dinosaurs. There was an amazing makeup artist that did all the makeup that turned these models into these creatures. And it was so, so awesome. But that's also one of the really fun things about Fashion Week now is that it's not just models walking down the runways in clothes and that all the models look the same. It's like these runway shows are really full representations of the brands and they can have so much fun with it. Like they're really theatrical and... I love that. It's really, really, really inspiring. But that was my day. After that, I was so done for. I ordered room service. The next day was my day with my niece. So we had the Sandy Lang show. She just has such a beautiful feminine quality to her streetwear. Like it's just really cool and street and edgy and chic, but it has this really cool femininity to it with like bows and beautiful tones of pink and bright reds and roses. It's just very, very in line with my aesthetic. But Ruby was supposed to come with me. She was getting a ride with our friend. They were late. I was bummed. She didn't get to sit front row with me for that show. We went back to my hotel. She just wanted to chill. Ruby loves to chill. She's so easy. I ugh, I want a daughter so badly one day, hopefully. But we went back to my hotel. We ordered steak and French fries for room service. I put on Devil Wears Prada. We watched a movie and then hair and makeup came back and got all glammed up. Ruby did like a cute sparkle eye and a lip gloss and she had her really cute little outfit on and we drove to the presentation we got photographed. You saw my Instagram. We did like the whole street style stitch. The Alice and Olivia show was crazy. 
crazy. There were so many people. The line was insane. We take her into the presentation and I think she was just like in awe. It was so special for me. So cute to see it through another lens. I know I keep on using this word reinvigorating, but to have that fresh energy and have that excitement of something new and this being someone's first time, it really got transported onto me. And it was just like a really, really nice feeling. That night, I went out with two of Timmy's best friends who are now my best friends and just kept going one for one with them on like tequila and sodas and got to a point at like 11 where I was like, okay, I think it's time for me to escort myself home because the night's just going to get bad for me. So was proud of myself and was pretty hungover on Sunday. Luckily, only had a show at five o'clock that day. So was really excited to just like order pizza to my hotel room and veg all day. Honestly, mostly spent the day like posting on my phone, which is something that I felt like, oh my gosh, I was on my phone non, non, nonstop this trip. But I justified it by being like, this is also part of the game. You know, this is like part of why I'm here is to work and grind and get the most out of it. And then I got ready and I went to the private policy show, which was, first of all, such a beautiful show, like a very utilitarian, very, very basic, very monochromatic, very cool, edgy. And it was being produced by the one and only People's Revolution. And I had a reunion with Kelly and it was just honestly the best. I feel like this thing with her has just been weighing on my heart. We had, you know, this one situation with this business thing that wasn't even about us. It was like a lawyer that was involved and got something wrong and we got into a thing and then we never talked or sorted it out. And it was silly because we just have so much history and so much love there. So I was so happy to see her and we immediately just like embraced and she was like, we're friends. And I was like, we're friends. And then she was like, and I'll do your podcast. And I was like, amazing. <laughs> it was just so Kelly. So first of all, Kelly Kutron podcast coming soon. But that just felt so, 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 so good. And she's just like fashion mama bear. And her energy was so calming and so sweet and did not feel like it you know, it was once for the show. So that was just heartwarming and amazing. Then it was the Super Bowl. I went home and changed, gotten like a sporty little look and went to my friend Eric's apartment for the Super Bowl. And there were just like five dudes there eating a bunch of wings and pizza and drinking beer. And I had the best time. Like I love being around guys. I was always the girl in high school who had like more guy friends than girlfriends. I think because I had so many sisters, I wasn't ever really looking for all that feminine friendship. I was looking more for like the male friendship. So it felt nice to to be with the guys. And then the next day I decided I that morning wanted to just chop the hair a little bit shorter. It was like kind of at that awkward lob length. So Eric Invisible, who the sweetest man on earth, came over, chopped my hair a little bit more. And Chantelle Baker, an Australian makeup artist, came and did my makeup for Tibby. And I just love Tibby. I've followed Tibby. Really, I got into Tibby. How many times can I say Tibby? Like during COVID when the designer, Amy Smilovic, started doing a lot of styling videos. And she just has an amazing sense of silhouettes and how to pair things together and just a beautiful take on basics. She makes basics interesting. 
So I was so excited to meet her and see the collection and wear that insane pair of jeans that's on my Instagram that sold out, but that you can notify if you want them. Do that. These jeans are amazing. Such a serendipitous day. So I go back to my hotel to change after Tibby. I get ready for the Kavanaugh Baker presentation, which is downtown. The line is insane for Kavanaugh Baker. I'm really not one of those people that likes to like go up to the front and be like, hi, I'm Whitney from whatever. Like, can you let me in? Like, I really don't like that. I went to the back of the line and waited for a while and it was freezing. And I was like, it was going to be a presentation from four to six. So I was like, you know what? F this. I'm going to go get a bite to eat around the corner or like find somewhere and then come back. So I walk around the corner. I find this really cute place called Frenchette. I walk in and I run into Blake Abbey from Bling Empire. And I literally just binge Blink Empire like the two days before I go to New York. And I kept on seeing him at shows too. I saw him at Kalina Estrada. He was like in my Instagram stories. So I see him and I'm like looking for a table and he's like, hi. I'm like, oh my God, hi. I've seen you everywhere. Like, I feel like we're meant to to meet. And he's like, oh my God, come sit down with us. So I sit down. He's with like a really gorgeous stylist friend. And we sit down and we eat a little something and we start chatting and he's just like the nicest, most down to earth guy. We have a very similar story and like a a similar vibe on reality TV. I think like on Blame Empire, he's that voice of reason and one of the people that, you know, a lot of the cast member goes to for advice. And so I, I just got along with him and like picked his brain, felt like what it feels like to be on the other end of me. Like I was such a fanatic asking if things were real or not. He's so creative, is so stylish, so beautiful, really cool to meet young people in fashion and like teach me what the industry looks like now. And it was also cool to like meet a nice young person in fashion that was like sweet and nice to an older person in fashion, you know? So then they were going to go to the Batsheva presentation and I wasn't going to go, but I was really interested and it was around the corner. So I went there with them, had a great time, didn't get any photos of my look. And I wore this really cool Tove look, T-O-V-E. I think I'm saying that right. If anybody out there has a picture of me in that navy navy tube corset top with the long flowy skirt and the navy trench, please, please, please DM it to me. I need it. But that show was awesome. It's not necessarily my aesthetic. It's very, very like big collars, florals, ruffles, beautiful stuff, but just not necessarily my aesthetic, but very cool to be there. They had like all these white muslin dresses draped up on a wire and everyone could like write a message or draw something and just works of art in it of itself. And so was running back to Spring Studios to try to make the Kavanaugh Baker show and realized that I left my phone at the Batsheva show, ran back to the Batsheva show, got my phone. Thank God it was still where I had set it down. I don't know why I haven't learned not to set my phone down places, but ran back to the show, had to go to a 5 p.m. runway show. So went to that. Bruce Glenn, so amazing two young twins, black ministers, like so inspiring collection was really, really colorful and funky and fun and vibrant. And they had a gospel choir and like a Grammy award winning winning singer open it up. And it was just like more of a performance than anything. And that was fun. But 
it ran long. So then I missed the other presentation that I originally was going to go to and I felt really bad. But it was just like sometimes you just got to be spontaneous. You know, for me in that moment, it felt more important to sit down and connect with Blake than anything else. I'm going to go get pick up Sunny and then come back and do like a quick recap because that was a lot. But yeah, I'll be back. All in all, it was amazing. It felt so good to be so busy. I really thrived on it. I was just so motivated while I was there and I was on a mission to just like see and do as many things as I could, see as many people as I could, say yes to everything. I had a drink with a girlfriend, Sammy, who used to be on the show. I had dinner with another friend, Adrian, and his pregnant girlfriend. And so I had like some sprinkled in really good quality time with friends too. So My heart just feels so full and it was a really a breath of fresh air to be out of my routine and to be able to sleep and not be woken up by someone else every single morning. But by the end of my trip, like I said earlier, I was definitely ready to go. And I think that it motivated me in a way. I'm just so excited for our renovation for our office to be done so that I have somewhere to go and work every day and have a communal feel and a work environment that's inspiring and somewhere to go to and get dressed up for because I do love to do that. Like I don't just want to sit here in my sweats all day, even though so much of my work does call for that. I want to make this a ritual. Like I said, I want to remember how good this felt for both me personally and for me work-wise and make sure that I listen to that and do this, if not for one fashion week, then both fashion weeks a year. And I also just want to remember that like, as long as you're open to things and positive about things and like willing to meet new people, that people will sense that and then the world will open up for you. And that was just proof for me. At the end, I was like, we are moving here. Like there is no place I feel more me, like that I feel so alive and that I could really conquer anything and that the world just feels so big and there's endless opportunities. But that's also just me being on my own there. That's not me raising a family or thinking about what's best for my family or what's best for my husband and my kid being around my whole extended family. And so, yeah, it's it's food for thought, but I would love to get to a place where we could afford to like have a place there so that I could spend more and more time there. Because I think for what I do for my career, it is such a propelling force. So really, really, really happy to be back and to direct that motivation into what I have to do here. A little bit sad, like a little bit like, oh, wish I was still there, cozy in my hotel room or getting ready for something or watching a show. But at the same time, like so grateful to be able to have those opportunities and then come back and like feel all this love and have my guys, my boys, which is priceless. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was really good for me to put it all out there. And also, as I talk about these things, it reminds me of who I want to continue to connect with and projects that I want to share with certain people and what new projects could come with people. So anyways, 
exciting stuff. Thank you as usual for listening and look out for some fun episodes with perhaps some of the people I talked about. All right. Bye guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.